Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Has worked extremely hard on being a better person, a better man, a better teammate. Deshaun, as a leader of the football team, I think it's important for everybody to know where he is and what's on his mind. Personally, I'm in a different space, comfortable being around the guys, the locker room, the coaching staff, the organization. This is the Cleveland Browns Preview Show. Your chance to get an in-depth preview of the week ahead in Berea. You're listening to the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Kim Carmen and Gerard Cherry. And we welcome you to week four of the 2023 preseason and the final dress rehearsal for your Cleveland Browns. As Saturday afternoon, they hit the road Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City, Missouri for a 1 p.m. kickoff against the Kansas City Chiefs. Good evening, friends. Ken Carmen alongside of Gerard Cherry. It is the Cleveland Browns preview show all along the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns radio network. Gerard, evening, friend. Hello, Kenneth. It's wonderful to speak to you, and it's wonderful to get going with four downs. First down. All right, Browns 18, Eagles 18, the good and the not-so-good from Thursday night's tie with the Eagles. Gerard, what do you got? Uh, Really, the good was, once again, you saw guys who've been performing well in preseason and in training camp doing just that, in which they took what they did on the practice field and from the previous week onto Lincoln Financial on Thursday night. So I'm very impressed with DTR. I'm very impressed with Jones. I'm very impressed with Watkins and guys on the offensive side of the ball. Then you can throw in there, too, Diabate and what he represents, as well as Hickman and Martin. So very impressed with these young guys in that you have a situation, Ken, where if your twos and threes and your fours are getting it and understanding how to play football and playing it at a higher level, just imagine what your ones and your twos will do once they hit the football field. Oh, now, far point. as the not-so-good is concerned, yeah, you want to sure up some things in a kicking game because you don't want you want consistency in everything that you do on a football field. You want all three phases to, as we like to say, complement each other. And you don't want to have something that can be perceived as a weakness, especially in games that are going to be really tight. So you need that consistency to take place in the kicking game. And once you get that, you have yourself a very formidable football team. Let's get the second down and a very difficult question. Second down. If you were to give out an outstanding offensive rookie of camp, who would you give the award to right now? Dorian Thompson-Robinson or Dewan Jones? I'm going to have to give it to DTR simply because he's doing more. Now, Dewan has played more snaps because he's played literally an entire game. But based upon Dorian playing the quarterback position, I made this argument last week and I'll make it again. And I'll claim it. Right now, he's ahead of all the other rookie quarterbacks in the National Football League. Now, the pressure that he's under and the circumstances that he's under is vastly different than theirs. But if you watch his play, tell me a rookie quarterback 
be it Young, be it Stroud, or Richardson, who's playing better than DTR right now. I can't tell you one. I uh, I, I wanted to go with Dewan Jones. And the reason I wanted to go with Dewan Jones is because of the comfort level that I'm starting to get with him. I listened to Brian Baldinger in the afternoon on 92.3 The Fan earlier today, and he, he made me feel a little bit better. I'm still nervous because he's such a mountain of a man, and I knew he came in with a, a, a couple of raw techniques, and it's a different animal. But, you know, with Jack Conklin's injury history, Dewan Jones might be asked to do a little bit more than what we thought he was going to be able to do. So, or thought that he was going to be asked to do. So right. he has to put himself in a position where it's going to make us feel a lot more comfortable with DeWan Jones there. And I think that he's done that throughout this training camp. I, I know that he was taken for a ride, I think, once the other day against Philadelphia. That's still one of the better defenses that you find in the NFL. I mean, this is a this is an interesting piece. Now, I'm very impressed with, with Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Don't get me wrong. He's played exceedingly well. He's got a grip of that offense. He's been an exciting player. But still, I'm in the mode of if something bad were to happen to Deshaun Watson, Gerard, I would still go with Josh Dobbs number two simply because you have a veteran in there. Now, once you're able to get your bearings that Sunday night, if you had to go into the next week without Deshaun Watson, we could have that conversation of who's ready to go and who can, who can best help us win a football game. But in that moment, I think I need a veteran who's ready right then and there. Thompson Robinson has played very well. You know, I... I I need some experience. I'm a big experienced guy, so I, I'd be a little bit worried about both, but it seems that Dewan Jones may be called upon sooner than we think with this offensive line. So I, I've been very impressed with what Dewan Jones has done so far. I thought that he was going to be a pretty big project. They talk mm -hmm. about him and, and some of the, the, the problems that some of the scouts had with him coming out of Ohio State, and he seems to have fixed all that. Or at least they were looking in the wrong places when it came to Dewan Jones because he has been very impressive throughout this training camp, Gerard. Well, he certainly has been, and I'm not going to definitely undersell what he's accomplished either. And the one thing that you really find impressive is that he went against a bunch of first-rounders on Thursday night, and guess what he did? He held he did it well. down. Yeah, he did, he did well. extremely well. So you give him props for that and what that represents because, again, he wasn't drafted that high, but it wasn't an issue, I believe, of talent and ability that was a question. It was more so, are you going to be professional? Are you going to do the right things to get yourself in a place to where we, one, think you can survive and stay in the National Football League? And so far, he's on track. All right, defensively, who would you want to go with? Mo Diabate, Ronnie Hickman, or Jeremiah Martin? I know you're a big fan of Jeremiah Martin. I would... Based upon what he's done lately, I have to give it to Mahmoud Diabate. When you force a safety and force a fumble, and you've had a previous week where you were in the plays and making plays. Now, don't get me wrong. Martin has made, had a sack, tackle for loss, but there have been like half sacks, and he's mm -hmm. made his presence felt. But just they remember what you did last. And the last time on the football field, Diabate, in my mind, did the most. Now, you're saying, how do you leave out Ronnie Hickman because he's got three INTs? Yes, he certainly has three INTs, and that has been extremely impressive. But the one thing I would tell Ronnie that he has to add to his arsenal, and if he does this, he's a shoe-in to make this roster, is you have to tackle better in the open field. Boy, I really like uh, Mahmoud Diabate. I, he's come on so strong here because mm -hmm. for a second, like after the first preseason game, I'm like, man, where's the guy that, that came from Utah there? And, boy, he's, he's really showed up and played well. Ronnie Hickman, I think you'd give him a, a, a benefit of a doubt because he's an Ohio guy, but I really like Mahmoud Diabate. I think I'm going to pick him for my defensive offensive or defensive outstanding rookie of the year. Let's get to uh, guys we didn't even bring up here. 
Cedric Tillman, Cam Mitchell, Siaki Ika, Charlie Thomas, they've all performed well. I, I've been so heartened, Gerard, by Cedric Tillman, not just in the preseason games, but in camp as well. He's been great. Yeah, he's made plays in the games, too. And what I like the fact is that he's shown that he could be a potential deep threat. He can show that he can be the guy that can get that crucial catch and third down conversions to keep the chains and the sticks moving. He's done those things and just shown the ability to draw penalties as well because guys are having a hard time covering him. So that's been a bonus. And then you look, think about Ika. He's not been pushed around. He's not four or five yards down the football field. And then the young cornerback in Cameron Mitchell, he's made some plays as well. And Charlie Thomas, it's fair to say, mm -hmm. has had the best tackle or hit this preseason. And as yeah. a matter of fact, it's been so good, they're calling anytime somebody knocked the snot out of somebody, a Charlie. So that tells you right there that he's had some impact. I think you're right about that. Time for third down. Third down. Final week of training camp. Final preseason game on Saturday in Kansas City. Uh, treating this game like a game week. Tuesday is a Wednesday. Wednesday is a Thursday, etc., etc. 20 to 25 plays for each starter, the starters that would play per coach. Is there anybody you would hold out? Yeah, there are a couple guys I would hold out. Wow. First Old school Gerard holding people out. It's, it's Nick Chubb. Right now we have an uncertainty. I love what I'm seeing out of Demetri Felton. And Ford is hurt. And I don't think you want to go into the season with potential of Nick Chubb, who's shown that, hey, he doesn't have to do much in preseason and mm -hmm. still show up week one. So I wouldn't take a chance with him because of the simple fact that we are potentially low in numbers or experience more so than anything in the running back room. So that was the one I would be more hesitant to put in the football in the football game this this Saturday. Yes, and I know that is definitely a departure from old school thought, but it just makes sense. I would keep out, as of right now, I would keep out Jack Conklin. I would start Dewan Jones, see what he has. Mm -hmm. um, do you want to start Elijah Moore? I know he's coming back from that rib injury. Do you want to see Elijah I'd Moore? Give him a or are we good? Snaps. Yeah, I let him. I let him run around. I mean, I wouldn't. Okay. I wouldn't do things that are necessary. I mean, anytime you're out there, obviously you're gonna get hit. But there's one thing about handing him a jet sweep as opposed to throwing him yeah. out route, right? <laughs> what about what about Amari Cooper coming back from the core injury? I would put him out there too, just to get some rhythm with Deshaun. It wouldn't hurt to get game reps together. I would see. I'm different from you. Like I. I never played the game at a high level. So it's like, well, all right. Like, they got to be out there. They got to get their work in. So I get a little bit ner more nervous than guys like you because, I mean, you played at the highest level. Like, if it were me, I'd hold out Amari, Jack Conklin, Elijah Moore, Miles. I would probably hold out Denzel Ward. Mm, Zedarius Smith, maybe. I mean, that would be a discussion, and that's those are the ones I'd hold out. Everybody else can play. Everybody else can play. And I'm sure you disagree with that. Tell me why. No, not necessarily because I understand why you're holding them out. Because here's the deal. When you take two weeks before you play again, it takes sometimes a week, Ken, especially in the early on part of, this, of the season in mm -hmm. which you're not in football shape. None of these guys are going to be in football shape for starters. Now, if they find themselves doing what Dewan Jones did and played all preseason games, all snaps, guess what? With this heat, they would be in shape without no shadow shape. of doubt. They'd be in football mm -hmm. shape. But because they are not there, and a two-week layover is not going to help the cause as far as you actually being acclimated and ready to play football for four full quarters. So it is going to be a gut check and a half for four full quarters. So not only are they going to have to battle against their opponents, but the mental wear and tear of toughing it out under these conditions because, simply put, 
preseason games don't get you, and training camp don't get you prepared anymore. You really spent the first four or five weeks of the season actually having a real training camp, in my opinion. So with that being said, I get why they're doing what they're doing. And ultimately, we just have to see who's a tougher football team and more prepared. It's supposed to be 93 I think Woo! it kick off on Saturday in Kansas City. I remember that preseason game against the Giants a couple of years ago at home. And, oh, my goodness gracious, the heat. The <laughs> heat that was on that field. And everybody was kind of like, man, let's, uh, uh, we can get our work in, but let's get this working quickly. It's, it's very hot out here. And I think it's probably going to be the same way in a lot of ways with Kansas City. Even with the ones going, it's like, okay, get your work and then get the cool fans and let's – Let's try to chill out here because it is. It's going to be a fight for those bad boys. That's the funny part. When it's cold, it's a fight for the heaters. And when it's hot like that, it's a fight for the cool fans. It's time for fourth down. Fourth down. All right, ESPN's Field Yates. Within the past hour, the Browns have restructured the contract of Miles Garrett, creating $12.868 million in 2023. The Browns would now have close to $34 million in cap space which says easily the most in the NFL. It's the most in the NFL. Easily the most in the NFL. Your thoughts? Well, first and foremost, I thought transactions were over with and that there would be no potential for any other moves to be made. But I said the same when, thing you, see, when you see something like that, the first thing you will assume is what are they positioning themselves for? I, w- I, would, I could not imagine it being tailored. <laughs> so... Ah, I have, something's going to go down. You don't just do that for kicks and giggles. So something's up with that. So you have to pay attention to these things. Or is it really preparing ahead of time, which is impressive too. But I get it. You never know in the course of football season what type of moves you're going to need to make. But to have that much, though, as far as cap space is concerned, that is impressive that they're able to pull that off. And on top of that, for Miles to be willing to work with the team in order to create that position. It's making me think about a person who's already here, but I'm not allowed to speculate on, on those matters. I can't do it till 6 in the morning, and you can't do it till 3 tomorrow afternoon. But I, I, it makes me think about someone here. That's all. That doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. Total speculation. But, man, restructuring at this point, it just... Andrew Barry's always going to keep you guessing, Gerard. I love yeah. it. He's always going to keep us guessing, and that is four down so much more to come on this show but first remember back by popular demand it's year two of barking backers presented by milkbone the fan club for dogs view membership options and join today at barkingbackers.com later on the voice of your cleveland browns jim donovan will join gerard and i will recap their eagles game and look ahead to kansas city on saturday we'll go around the league division previews with the afc and nfc west we'll also talk about that colts possible deal where Jonathan Taylor has been given permission to seek a trade. Up next, though, Brown center Ethan Posick with our good buddy Jason Gibbs. It is Monday night, but we're getting ready for Saturday game day. It's the Cleveland Browns preview show on the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Win, lose, or draw, if you don't play to the standard, there's corrections to be made and there's things to be done that are going to benefit the team, and we're all trying to work to those goals. This is the Cleveland Browns Preview Show. You're listening to the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Here are your hosts, Ken Carmen and Gerard Cherry. Oh, Browns fans, the Browns need your help picking the field design for the 2023 season. Cast your vote today between the final two logos to decide 
what design will be featured at midfield at Cleveland Browns Stadium. Visit clevelandbrowns.com slash field vote. That's clevelandbrowns.com slash field vote and vote now. Ken Carmen alongside of Gerard Cherry and our good buddy Jason Gibbs got a chance to talk to Browns center Ethan Posick in the player spotlight. Here on the preview show, joined by starting center Ethan Posick. And Ethan, it's been quite a month, man. It has been a month since we left for the Greenbrier. And I guess your thoughts on the Greenbrier for 10 days, Philly for five days, three preseason games down and one to go here. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun and uh, a lot of competition. You know, that's why we play the game. And uh, so just working um, and competing with myself, competing with the defense. Um, so it's just been good. What's been the best part of getting away with these guys, uh, especially to the Greenbrier? You know, Coach said it's, it's a team bonding as much as it is anything else. What's been the best part of that? Yeah, I would say that just hanging around the guys and, uh, you know, just – Everything that goes on in the locker room and downtime and, uh, you know, just hanging out. Talking with Ethan Posick here, center for your Cleveland Browns here on the Cleveland Browns preview show. Getting ready for Browns and Chiefs on Saturday. And I know Coach has said the starters are going to play for a little bit. Are you excited to play for a little bit, even though it it might be the hottest game that you're going to play all season long? Yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, And they're a great team. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. All right, what exactly have you been working on here in training camp and trying to get better at? Yeah, I would just say competing with myself to work on my technique and fundamentals, knowledge of the game, uh, knowledge of defenses, and, uh, you know, just trying to have fun with it and, uh, you know, just, just have fun. What has been the one thing that you've been able to take away from Bill Callahan and, and Scott Peters and what they've meant to you since you've come here? Just the technique and fundamentals and how they see the game. And, uh, you know, over time, just seeing the game more like they see the game. And uh, that's with technique. That's with our plays. That's with our plays versus certain defenses. Um, so the more the more time I spend with them, the less questions I have in a good way because I'm already seeing it now how they see it or starting to. And uh, so I would say just like continuing to just work with them and get on the same page and then just really hammering those techniques, hammering those fundamentals. Um, And, you know, I believe O-line is such a developmental position. You know, you need thousands and thousands of reps every day. And those D linemen are doing the same thing. So it's a race within yourself to compete with yourself to get better. All right, you talk about competing and getting those reps. You got some great work in with Philadelphia. What was it like to go up against that defensive line last week? Yeah, they got a great D line, great defense. Uh, They're a great team. Uh, So it was really good. Talking with Ethan Posey here, starting center for your Cleveland Browns. Browns and Chiefs on Saturday from Arrowhead Stadium starting at 1 o'clock. Uh, when you get the the rare day off in a crazy, crazy month, uh, what do you like to do? Just hang out with the wife and kids and uh, just hang out, you know, maybe get outside a little bit. But uh, for the most part, just family time. And how old are the kids? Uh, three, two, and less than a year. 
you didn't waste any time. Uh, what's it like to have a household full like that? And how good are you at changing diapers on a scale of one to 10? Yeah, the household is, is chaos. Uh, a little pandemonium, but it's good. It's good chaos, good pandemonium. Uh, you know, I say that, you know, I'm not really there too much because I'm in camp right now. So my wife, she's doing everything and she's a champ. So I uh, couldn't do it without her, obviously. And the diaper changing, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to re retire from that one in a few years, two years or whatever. So uh, <laughs> it's all right, though. All right, final question here, and I'll get you out on this. What are you guys working on this week as you get ready for Kansas City? This is the so-called dress rehearsal game, and you mentioned technique, but just from, from a group standpoint, what's Coach Callahan's message been to you guys? Well, I think every individual has certain things that they're working on and certain things that are different for each person. Um, but, you know, as a group, just getting ready to play a game and everything that comes with that, um, physically, mentally, treatment, everything. So just the total, total package. Um, I hate to give you a broad answer, but everything. It's not a bad thing at all. There's a lot to work on still, as Coach said last week, and you guys still have a few more weeks here before we hit the field on September 10th against Cincinnati. Wishing you all the best. Enjoy a little downtime, especially as we get into that Labor Day weekend with the family, and best wishes this year. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Ethan Posick in the player spotlight speaking about the home and the words of the late great Nev Chandler. His home is Pandemonium Palace. Outstanding to hear from the Browns Center. Folks, Browns fans, we're telling you, that Avocados from Peru will be at Seven Hills Meyer location from 1 to 3 p.m. this Friday, August 25th. Stop by to enter the ultimate football sweepstakes for your chance to win a 2023 Ford Lightning electric truck. You can play games, win prizes, and meet Hanford Dixon. For more information, visit the Cleveland Browns Facebook page. That's at the Cleveland Browns Facebook page. Coming up next, Gerard and I, we take you around the league and we preview the Wild West of the AFC and the NFC. It's coming up next on the Cleveland Browns Preview Show on the University Hospitals, Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. This is the Cleveland Browns Preview Show on the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Here are your hosts, Ken Carmen and Gerard Cherry. Browns fans, get your Cleveland Browns single game tickets now for all the great matchups at Cleveland Browns Stadium. Visit clevelandbrowns.com slash tickets or call 440-891-5050. That's 440-891-5050 or visit clevelandbrowns.com slash tickets to purchase today. Gerard, are we ready to go around the league? I think we are. Let's do and it. And I want to ask you, who's the second best QB from either division of the AFC and NFC West after Patrick Mahomes? You can pick uh, e from either division. That's a no-brainer. It's Joe Burrow. It's certainly him. I mean, the well, NF the AFC and NFC West. The Wests. Oh, the West. The oh, Wests. That's the case. Then I have to go with 
I'm going to go with Russ Wilson. I think he's going to get back to being dangerous again. I'd put him over Garoppolo, and I would certainly put him over. Justin Herbert isn't an alive quarterback? or Oh, gosh, I forgot all about Herbert. Yeah, you did. Matter of fact, yeah. good Lord. So, no, I'm going to go with yes, Herbert. Actually, you know what, Russ, I'm going to give you some love. Yeah. Russ, Herbert, no, Russ no, at the top of his game, no, Herbert, no, then Garoppolo. No, no, yes. don't double down. I was I'm helping you. Down. I gave you an olive branch. <laughs> I'm my doubling goodness. down. Yeah, speaking of my Lord, you're going to send me to the upper room with these terrible <laughs> takes. Come on, Gerard. Gerard. Well, I don't know what you're talking you, about terrible takes. The, that was an awesome did, take. Did you see him in the preseason game? Hey, man, he's working back to his game. Okay. So right now you're saying if Russ Wilson is able to return to form like he was in Seattle in his heyday, you're telling me Herbert's played better than that? There's a lot of guys who look good during the regular season. There are a few guys who look bad during the regular season. Most of them stay bad. Super Bowl champion. Well, Super Bowl champion like 10 years ago. Hey, Super Bowl champion. Okay, then Joe Montana. He was in the NFC West. Throw him in there. <laughs> Ball, oh, he's a Super Bowl champion. He's a Super Bowl champion. About four times, not just a Super Bowl four champion. Four times, four baby. Time. Four times. Not as much as Tom, but he's got four of them. Hey, close He's got enough. four rings. No, it's – I mean, listen, I, I do think that the media overrates Justin Herbert, and I think there's a lot of history between that because I think that they overrated they like Tua Bailoa coming out. They like his hair? Yeah, exactly. I mean, his hair's nice. His hair is – have you ever seen him with short hair? No, I have not. It's like a different person. It's like <laughs> I'm telling you it's a different person standing there playing for the L.A. Chargers. It is shocking how different he looks with short hair. Like some guys like, oh, he's got short hair. Like Gerard has long hair. Gerard has short hair. No, this is, this is like a totally different man. Um, I, put Ju- I put Justin Herbert second. Boy, it, I want, let me take a look at this real quick. Let me take a look at the standings just to make sure I got my teams right. Would I put Brock Purdy ahead of Russell Wilson right now? Would I put Brock? Would I? Would I do that? No, I still wouldn't do that. Uh, All right, nah, I might put nah, Jimmy G ahead of him. You, you would? Gibbs is shaking his head. You wouldn't put Jimmy G ahead of Russell Wilson right now. No. All right, maybe I wouldn't. But I would definitely put Justin Herbert ahead of him with a bullet, way yeah, ahead. That's of him. fair. <clears throat> way ahead of him. All right, fact or fiction? Travis Kelsey is the best non-quarterback in the NFL. Ooh, good question. Okay, now we're based upon the AFC and NFC West again or just in general? in general? I think it's just in general. In general. Ah, I'm going to have to say no simply because defensive ends in particular impact the game more than he can as a tight end. He is something special, and I get why he was rated number five as the best player by his peers in the National Football League, but I'm going to have to say no on that one. Um, Is he number two as far as the non – as the non-quarterbacks are concerned, like, all right, number, number one is obviously Patrick Mahomes. Number two, who would I put number two? Like Joe Burrow's up there. He's pretty good. Would I put Justin Jefferson up there? There you go. Just, would I put, Jefferson, Chase, You know what? Miles, Watt. Would you, would you put Nick Bosa? I think Nick Bosa was rated top five from the NFL 100. Would you put Nick Bosa up there? I would based upon his position as a defensive end. Rush in, certainly. Mm, yeah, I hmm. – I think because of – no. All right, here he goes. Number one is Patrick Mahomes, but that wasn't part of the question. Number two, man, I think Justin Je- Justin Jefferson's really good. I'm going to put Jeff- Justin Jefferson number two. Number three, I'm going to put Travis Kelsey. Number four, I'm going to put Nick Bosa. How you like that? 
Yep. So we are both in agreement that he's Justin not the second Jefferson best. Is, yeah, Justin but he Jefferson is special. Is really good. He is. Special. I mean, respect. top five out of the. I mean, yeah. that my goodness gracious. And remember, he's like what thirty three years old. So it's not like he's yes. a spring chicken anymore. He's, he's doing fantastic. At, uh, upper stages of his career for sure. Yes. Yes, he is. Fact or fiction? Three teams from the AFC West make the playoffs. I can't say fiction fast enough. Yeah, I, I can see the L.A. Chargers, and I can certainly see the Chiefs making it. I don't see that for the Raiders, and I don't see that for the Broncos. I agree, I agree with you wholeheartedly about that. We can move on. Are you buying or selling the Seattle Seahawks in 2023? Was last year a fluke? Ah, man. I'm going to sell. And, and Gino, with all due respect, comeback player of the year, uh-huh. and you've held your time, and you've done awesome of sticking with it and showing that adversity truly does build character and just being a man out there. But I just got a sense and feel that the league is not going to catch up to you guys, and with that being said, that no, they're not going to be as good as they were last year. You know what? Well, what were they? I mean, they were a playoff team last year, a caliber team last year. They're playing in the NFC. You know what? I'm going to buy I'm going to buy Seattle. I think San Francisco is probably going to run away with this division. I think the Rams are going to have a tough, tough time with things. And I think Arizona the Cardinals is the worst are going to, team in the division. Yeah, I think the Arizona Cardinals are the, one of the worst teams in the NFL, maybe the worst team in the NFL this year. Um, if I'm looking at my division champions, I think the Bucks have a look at it. Um, I think that Detroit has a look at it right now, although I worry about how last season ended and we're just putting all our stock in the head coach. Like The quarterback has to show up and play. We know this. Dallas is going to be a threat. The Eagles are going to be a threat. The Giants are well coached. So I'm looking at the Eagles and Giants possibly as a as a wild card spot. So then I'm looking at Seattle. I really? don't think Seattle's going to win the division, but I think they could possibly vie I think they could vie for a wild card spot. They're 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 in the mud. Gerard, they win dirty. They'll pull you down in the in the gutter, and they will fight you through it. I mean, I, I really respect Pete Carroll and what he's done with that team. Yeah, I do. And I do, too, and he's has a great track record. But I want to go back to the Giants. Debo, I believe in as a coach. However, I don't think this Saquon Barkley thing is as smoothed over as people might think. Oh. And I think the remnants of that will go into the season, and I can see a situation that when the quarterback – that being hmm. starts yeah, to struggle. Daniel Jones. Daniel, Daniel Jones, Jones starts to struggle. Yeah, you're we're find always yourself... talking about Dewan Jones, so we forget <laughs> about Daniel Jones with good reason. Daniel Jones starts struggling. You can see a situation where people are like, see, you shouldn't have gave him all that money. So mm. I don't think it's quite all fair weather in NYC with the Giants, so we'll see. So I can see them also actually not making it to the playoffs as well. I mean, he threw for, what, 15 touchdowns and five interceptions? I mean, that Stoddard kid from Medina does that in about three weeks. Not the interceptions either, just the touchdowns. Touchdowns. Um, I, you know I'm not a fan of Daniel Jones right. as a player. I mean, I, I'm sure he's a nice guy. But I, I'm not a fan of him as a quarterback. I, I think that they needed to sign Saquon Barkley. That holdout was weird. He basically held out for, what, like 900000 extra dollars, which is 900000 extra dollars. Yeah, better than nothing. You can buy a very, very, very nice home still in 2023 for 900000 extra dollars. I know that's before taxes. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm still a Saquon Barkley proponent, but if he goes down, I think the Giants go right down in the gutter. Exactly. I think, Yeah, I think they're going down the drain. But I think in that gutter are the Seattle Seahawks ready to fight anybody and ready to take a wild card spot. All right, fact or fiction, the Arizona Cardinals should just play Colt McCoy and play for a top three draft pick next season. Fiction. They don't need to play Colt McCoy. Putting Murray out there will be just as good. So, fiction. Whoa. 
Whoa! Whoa! Gerard, people can't see Gerard's face. He is looking at me straight face. Like he, I thought you were just taking shots at Kyler Murray. You are dead serious about this. Yes, dead serious about it. I mean, look at the situation they have at hand. Cliff is no longer there, and he's just dead man walking at this point. And Colt McCoy, we've seen him here, and God bless Colt. He's had a fantastic career, a long one. But putting him in that fire, no need. Just put Murray out there. Those guys don't want to follow Murray. So if you're really trying to tank and get Caleb Williams, your best bet is to put Murray out there. I can't believe how quickly it's gone up in flames for Kyler Murray, it seems. I, I know there was the injury, and I know he got this Started contract. With the he contract, got his money. dog. Yeah. You, uh, you hey, promise you're going to study? <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> I, they, but they did, they did that. Gerard, right. they did that. Who puts a proviso in there to, to go ahead and study and do that, and then somebody leaks it, somebody leaks it, then remember they tried to say, well, this is standard, and then they took it out of there, which right. is silly. It's absolutely silly because what you're doing, you're cutting on not just the player, you're cutting on the type of worker he is, which right. is a personal shot. It's a very personal thing. So now he's go- the, the young man need, does need some confidence. Now, I'm not the biggest Kyler Murray fan in the world, but you're going to need some confidence and you need the backing of the organization that you play for, and immediately you have that. That's an embarrassment as it is. So you basically gave money to a guy you don't trust, which is the worst thing a football team can do, especially at the quarterback position. That was grand larceny. The agent, the GM, Whoever is his the head is. coach, the quarterback, all in question here, were all under the same agency. So they all got paid. Yep. Grand larceny. No one talks about that part of it, but that's a fact. Either of these divisions, who wins both of these divisions, or either of these divisions, you can't win both, but either. Go ahead. Uh, for the West, it's a no-brainer for NFC. It's the 49ers. Yep. And then... The AFC West, I, are you not taking Kansas City? I think they're going to have a malaise, if you will. So I'm going to go actually say, you know what? Mm. Staley's going to get his act together, and it's going to be the Chargers. Wow. Locally sourced Brandon Staley. Look at him taking that Chargers team to a division title. I don't know if Jason Gibbs agrees, but I, you know what? I think I do. No, I'm going to still say Kansas City, but I think the Chargers <laughs> get in with a playoff berth. I think they get in the wild card. It's going to be tough, though. The AFC's a, just a juggernaut this season, all the way up and down. We are going to know. Coming up in a bit, we'll tell you what we're looking forward to on Saturday afternoon as the Browns take on the Kansas City Chiefs. Up next, the voice of your Cleveland Browns, Jim Donovan. You're listening to the Cleveland Browns Preview Show on the University Hospitals, Cleveland Browns Radio Network. This is Browns running back Nick Chubb. This is Browns defensive end Miles Garrett. This is Greg Newsom II, and you are listening to the University Hospitals, Cleveland Browns Radio Network. University Hospitals is your hometown medical team, an official health care provider of the Cleveland Browns. After a preseason tie in Philadelphia, your Browns head west to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs at Arrowhead Stadium. It's actually G-E-H-A Field at Arrowhead, if we want to get particular about it, but it'll always be sweet Arrowhead to me. 1 p.m. the kickoff on Saturday. Jim Donovan, Nathan Zagura, Gerard Cherry on the call, and the voice here, Cleveland Browns, joins us right now, Jim Donovan. Jim, thanks for joining us tonight. Hey, guys, good to be with you. What did you think of the play of just about everybody in the 18-18 game against the Philadelphia Eagles? Did they play fast? Did they play as tough as the Browns are going to need them to this year? Yeah, I think defensively, I think watching uh, the first three games, I've noticed that the pace of play um, has picked up a great deal. I mean, they do, as we say, kind of fly around, which is good. I think that maybe, especially last year, I think when we were so optimistic about the Browns defense, I thought that they were a little reactionary. 
They kind of reacted all the time to what the offense was doing, and a lot of times that didn't work. This is different. I think uh, this Browns defense is forcing the offense to kind of react to them a great deal, which I think uh, the shoe is suddenly on the other foot, and it feels much better. So I think defensively, what I have seen, and we really haven't seen it with the first-team defense other than that brief amount of plays against Washington on that rainy Friday night. I think that's, that's a good sign. I think offensively, I mean, it's fun watching Dorian Thompson Robinson. He's been a lot of fun to watch. I think his teammates have a lot of fun playing with him. And I think that's been great. But the story has been Austin Watkins. Uh, You know, he's been tremendous at wide receiver. I mean, what a, what a find he has been so far. And obviously the disappointing part was Kate York and the way that game finished up. Uh, in Philadelphia, and, and the two misses that could have won the game. That's that's troubling. And, Jim, out of the rookie class, which one of the rookies has, have you found the most intriguing on what they've done in the preseason games so far? Well, I would have to say, uh, you know, DTR, and I watched him in college because he played so much in college at UCLA, but still he has surprised me, and, and it's been a pleasant surprise watching him because I think quarterback is a really difficult position to come in and play right away in the NFL and to be plopped in there uh, the way he was. And he's taken advantage of it, and he's made a lot of really good plays, really smart plays. You know, a couple of plays that maybe weren't so educated in the game of quarterback. But, I mean, I I think he's been a real pleasant surprise for a fifth-round draft choice um, and kind of buried with all of these, uh, especially the quarterbacks that were at the top of the draft. He's been a lot of fun. But, like I say, really some of the guys that they have found, um, you know, the safeties from Ohio state, you know, coming in Hickman and McAllister have been a really pleasant surprise. The the receiver I spoke of has been right at the top of the list. I mean, the young linebackers, uh, Diabate and, and Charlie Thomas have played really well. Some of those guys that really weren't drafted by them, but they were found by them and brought in. They have been a very pleasant surprise and I think make for some difficult decisions coming up next week. What do you think you need to see out of this offense, the first-team offense against Kansas City Saturday, Jim? I think, uh, you know, Ken, um, to, I, when they did play against Washington um, and, and they came out and they, and they had that, that series where they went down and, of course, they stalled inside the one-yard line, it would be great to see them finish a drive off. But the thing I really liked about them is their pace of play was very fast, too. And, and I think that they really had the defense on its heels, uh, being the commander's defense. And really, Washington's number one defense was in there on that Friday night. So they were going up against the commander's best, which is pretty good, especially that front four. It's one of the best in the NFL. I like the way, you know, they, they, they just weren't sauntering up to the line of scrimmage. I mean, they were right up there. I thought Deshaun Watson was in much better command than, you know, the glimpses we had of him last year in those six games. I I think if they would continue with that, and I would like to see the starting offense kind of push the ball down the field uh, with a little bit more range. I'd like to see longer throws. I'd like to see some, some depth in in, rather than check downs and screen passes and passes, you know, out in the flat. That's what I would like to see. And then, Jim, when we think about the game this Saturday, Coach Stefanski said 20 to 25 plays. What are your thoughts on him saying that the Stars will only play that many reps? Well, I think we'd all like to see them play a little bit more. You know, I think the tough part, Sherrod, about the preseason, especially for fans um, and, and really the media probably too, is it's really 
in, in the case of the Browns this year, it's four games of ifs and buts because there's a lot of ifs and buts because you watch them play and you say, all right, uh, they stalled at the one-yard line. But if they had Nick Chubb in there, they probably would have gotten it in, gotten in and scored a touchdown. So, you know, there are no definitive answers sometimes because of who's playing and, more importantly, who's not playing. Um, I would like to see them play, you know, I guess we'll have to see how the game unfolds, how many possessions they have, how long those possessions are defensively. Probably, you know, can they get off the field? This will be a great test. Uh, defenses have a tough time getting off the field against this Kansas City offense led by Patrick Mahomes and all of the people around him. So I think, you know, um, I, I think that he'll have to measure how much work he wants them uh, to get in. And I think, you know, because I heard him mention it uh, yesterday, um, I think he's worried about the weather conditions and the heat that is going to be present uh, in Kansas City over the weekend and on Saturday afternoon. And that will probably figure in to be a factor, too. I mean, Jim, you look at it, absolutely oppressive. 93 on Saturday. So hopefully right. the air conditioner is going to be pumping over there in the press box, and hopefully they can get around <laughs> the cool fans coming up. Uh, uh, real quick, Dewan Jones, your level of trust with him in case he's called into action this year? It has grown and grown and grown. Yeah. I, it really has, Ken, from – from the uh, the rookie minicamp after he was drafted, where you kind of went, wow, a lot of work going to have to be done here. So I have to say, on on all of uh, three different parts, on Dewan's part, on Bill Callahan's part, on Scott Peters' part, uh, they have done a great job working together to get him up to speed. And the fact that they played him that entire game against the Jets in the Hall of Fame game really served a purpose. And he has just gotten better and better. So my level of trust at least from what I'm watching out on the field uh, and watching him play is growing by leaps and bounds. I mean, I'm very, very comfortable with him. I thought I would be, you know, feeling that way about James Hudson, for instance. And, and that's been a little bit slower to come. Now, I think it's coming. But DeWan Jones has really shot up the uh, favorability category um, very, very quickly. Jim, we thank you very much for the time. We're looking forward to talking to you on Sunday. All right, guys, take care. Thank you very much, Jim Donovan. Of course, it's Saturday afternoon at 1, not Sunday, Saturday afternoon at 1. I'm already getting ready for season mode, Gerard. I'm sorry. Right. Jim Donovan, you'll hear Jim, Nathan, and Gerard Saturday afternoon at 1 p.m. Make sure you're listening Saturday. We'll tell you what's on Saturday as well as Thursday with the Kevin Stefanski Show and what we're looking forward to on Saturday. Coming up next on the Cleveland Browns preview show on the University Hospitals. Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Win, lose, or draw, if you don't play to the standard, there's corrections to be made and there's things to be done that are going to benefit the team, and we're all trying to work to those goals. This is the Cleveland Browns preview show. You're listening to the University Hospitals Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Here are your hosts, Ken Carmen and Gerard Cherry. Browns and Chiefs coming up Saturday afternoon, 1 p.m., the kickoff time for that. Browns game day with you at 9 a.m. Matt Fontana and Gerard Cherry will lead you up till 11 a.m. when Andy Baskin and Tyvis Powell take over for the Cleveland Browns kickoff show. That coming up at 11, and then it's 1 p.m. kickoff from GEHA Field at Arrowhead with Jim Donovan, Nathan Zagura, and Gerard Cherry on the sideline. Also remember the Kevin Stefanski Show. It's coming up Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Nathan Zagura and Gerard Cherry. Coach is going to join them. That's Kevin Stefanski. We and Browns cornerback Denzel Ward. Denzel Ward going to be on the show. Local hero Denzel Ward. Make sure you're listening Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Gerard, 
the last pregame preseason game of the year, the dress rehearsal. What are you, the three-time Super Bowl champion, looking forward to with the Cleveland Browns on Saturday? I'm looking forward to watching Deshaun Watson take the football field and seeing what he can do with it. Can he give us drives up and down the football field with those 20 to 25 plays and look crisp and clean with no caffeine in the process? Where did you learn that? It's old school, dog. That is old style, my friend. Uh, what I want to see, I just want to see him get in and out of the offense, get well, and get everything running well. Uh, I want to feel good about this offense the way I did after the game against Washington. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I want to see the offensive line move in concert. I want to see Dewan Jones have another nice game. I, I wonder if he's going to be starting at the right tackle spot because of Jack Conklin. Um, I want to see Dorian Thompson-Robinson. If he can play, I know that Josh Dobbs will probably get a lot of play as well. You know, if Dorian Thompson-Robinson can really seize that spot on the 53-man. I mean, there's a lot of starters here that are going to play maybe some significant time there, but it, it looks like Dorian Thompson-Robinson might be able to play as well. And I, I think there's a lot of guys here. This is a deep football team that a lot of people are excited about, and we'll get to see him at 1 p.m. on Saturday. Remember, the Kevin Stefanski Show, Tuesday night, Nathan's Gura, Gerard Cherry, Coach, and Browns cornerback Denzel Ward, Tuesday night, 7 p.m., then 1 p.m. kickoff on Saturday, but so much more coming up before that. 9 a.m. Browns game day, 11 a.m. The Cleveland Browns kickoff show, and then the game. Browns Chiefs from Arrowhead, Jim Donovan, Nathan Zagura, and Gerard Cherry at 1 p.m. on Saturday. And thanks, as always, to our producer, Meredith Kane, and our executive producer, Jason Gibbs, for my good buddy, Gerard Cherry. I'm Ken Carmen, thanking you, as always, for listening to the University Hospitals Cleveland Browns Radio Network. You've been listening to the Cleveland Browns Preview Show. Join us next week for more behind-the-scenes Browns news from Berea. We always look at each game as how do we win this game and what does this game call for. This broadcast is a copyright of the Cleveland Browns and the National Football League. Any other use of this broadcast, descriptions, or accounts of the game without the prior consent of the NFL is strictly prohibited. This is the University Hospitals Cleveland Browns Radio Network. is the University Hospitals Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.